Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hey everybody, on this episode I speak to Aaron and we go over the radon monitors uh, that are known as Breeze and these are the top of the line monitors and we'll go over some uh, myths about radon and radon testing uh, to help you agents and anybody else be more knowledgeable on radon and the health, health hazards with it. Thank you. Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit home inspections in Ohio.com. Hey everybody, it's Jim Troth with Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Today I have a very special guest, uh, Aaron, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, Aaron Day with Breeze Monitoring Systems. We do mold pumps and radon monitors, continuous radon monitors. Now, what, what he's going to talk about today is there's the history of radon testing. Yeah. And there's, strangely enough, there are still some real estate agents and just people in general <clears> that don't, I don't believe radon is a legitimate issue. <clears throat> when did... Uh, radon. When was it first discovered? Uh, 1900 uh, by a German scientist. I forget his name exactly, but um, he was a physicist, uh, and uh, from there, kind of discovered um, just the properties of it. There really wasn't much known about it. It wasn't uh, a health concern until 1984 uh, in Pottstown or Pottsville, Pennsylvania. I forget the name of the town. Uh, there okay. was a nuclear engineer working on a power plant. Uh, that was setting off alarms in the power plant. And they couldn't figure out why, and they couldn't. At first, they didn't even know it was him. Uh, okay. But uh, after a while, they figured out after they did a radon test at his house that there was a, a level of about two thousand picocuries. Nice. Um, and he's you know setting off the nuclear alarms in uh, his place work. So was that because uh, radon when it broke down the polonium was selling on his clothes? Is that what it was? I mean, I yeah, I imagine it was probably just you know. Uh, he was just getting bombarded with alpha particles, you know, constantly. So it's just all over him, really. Um, but yeah. So that's so that's when they realized, all right, this could be an uh, actual health issue for yeah homes. Yeah, and then you know they a whole bunch of different organizations all around the world started launching studies into the, the health effects, and um, discovered that it's the second leading cause of lung cancer on the planet. Okay. Is it twenty one thousand deaths a year attributed to, to radon? I believe so. Yeah, cancer? I don't know the exact number, but yeah, that's uh, twenty one thousand. Yeah, the latest I've heard. Is, I'm sure it's changed over the years, but I think that's the most up to date one. So radon, it's, it's everywhere. Yes, There's, absolutely. Is there a way to build a house that's completely radon proof? Not, not entirely. Likely? No, you can't. Um, you can't completely get rid of it. Uh, you can get it down to you know safe levels, but uh, there's technically no safe level um, but what the EPA deems is a safe level uh, there are a lot of construction new construction homes that uh, especially in states that have oversight programs that are um, starting to regulate that homes are built with passive uh, radon prevention uh, measures okay 
Because I know even outside, fresh air, they're still, what is it, point three is about the average? Yeah, typically. Outside fresh air? Yep. So assuming your air in your house would never get cleaner than outside fresh air, there's always going to be a little bit. Right, so exactly. So I know one of the myths that uh, we hear is that, well, the house is on, has a walkout basement. Right. So there's no chance of being radon coming in the house. And that is absolutely not true. Right, right, absolutely, yep. We, I know the EPA recommends even if you have a third-story condo, that it's on a, a single, you know, level kind of on the third story. Yeah, still get tested. Yeah, and and depending on the construction of whatever the building is, you know, um, radon has other avenues of getting up to the higher floors. You know, that's um, that's kind of a maybe not so common uh, known thing about uh, radon and how it travels through structures. You know, if there's depending on the ventilation systems. Um, and how the structure of the facility is, it can get in through walls or you I know, pipes or anything. I can see like a, a condo building or a commercial building has a an elevator shaft, mm-hmm. just like a chimney, to suck it up from the lower levels and bring it all the way up. I right. can see that'd be the best, probably the easiest way for that to get into the upper levels. Yeah, without issue. So radon testing. You guys have a new radon monitor. Yeah, it's like top of the line. It's, it's, it's really cool. We have some of those. What the first radon test that was done in houses? What type of equipment was that? Um, as far as I know, it's you know charcoal canisters, uh, EPERMs. Those are some of the earliest devices. I think Alpha Track detectors came out a little bit later. Um, e- EPERM. What's that? So that it's a, it's an electret. So it's um, basically you have a charged uh, disc essentially that goes into a chamber that's. Uh, you know, enclosed, uh, lets air in, and as alpha particles hit that charged um, uh, kind of disc at the bottom of it, that voltage level will start to drop. So you do, uh, you check the, the voltage level before the test and at the end of the test, and then there's a formula that you can um, extrapolate that will tell you, uh, or it'll, it'll associate that voltage drop to radon. So look at the difference in time. Okay, yep. okay. And then charcoals, it's yeah, charcoal is, is um, done by weight, is my understanding. So they weigh it, uh, and the weight difference will tell you how much radon is actually in that okay. charcoal. Now, I know the charcoal canisters, those high humidity levels in the house, mm-hmm. which typically in Ohio, where the test is going on in the basement. Yep. So the state requires a minimum of 48 hours to test, and a lot of basements do have moisture. That's so it's yeah. probably not the most accurate test. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit more biased to uh, the second half of the test, the last 24 hours. So um, there's nothing wrong with using charcoal canisters. They work. Um, they can give you a, a fairly accurate um, assessment of the radon situation. Um, but, you know, just like anything, they have their flaws. Like you could probably just pick those up, take them outside, and then bring them back in. Oh, yeah, it's very easy to do that. Nobody would ever um, know. I actually unless, heard of... Unless you, tri- you taped it down somehow. Right. I actually heard of an inspection firm that uh, used to use a birdcage. They put them inside the birdcage? Yeah. Just keep them from messing Okay. Yeah. I saw this one inspector one time. He's, the guy did instruction for me when I got licensed for the radon testing. He had this device, and he would put it, put the radon, the charcoal, whatever, in, in the middle of sand... And then it had a little tube that stood up in the sand. It had a marble sitting on top of the, the this little post. So if somebody ever moved it, that marble would fall off and disturb the sand and everything. Uh, and nobody had a way to get in there. That's brilliant. Yeah, so that's how he made it. But it's all that effort. Yeah. 
to get that set. And I can easily see a little kid just bumping that stand mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. totally moving oh, the marble around. And it looks like a it toy. It happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and now, you know, most uh, radon monitors have, uh, ant- well, you know, tampering identification systems in them so they can, you can see if it's been bumped or, uh, you know, moved or all that fun, fun yeah. stuff that we deal yeah. with. Talk about the breeze. That's a continuous radon monitor. Correct, yep. So tell Tell us how that one works. It has not, like, anti t- tampering things in there. Yeah, so uh, we. It does a lot of. It collects a lot of data. Yeah, so it it, um, it can tell if it's been moved. Uh, we've got a GPS on there, so we can see if it's been moved outside. Um, you know, obviously we're recording environmental parameters as well, so you know we can see, um, you know, if pressure. You know, if there's any variations in pressure, temperature, humidity. Um, obviously, you know, if you've got something in a basement in the middle of the summer and it's consistently, you know, 68 degrees or 70 degrees and all of a sudden it goes up to, you know, 75 and the humidity starts to rise, we know something's up, right? So, um, something moves it outside, like, yeah, or they opened a window or whatever, um, depending on how warm it is outside. Uh, but, um, yeah, it can, it can sense if it's been moved. Uh, you can actually see it, uh, on a map, on Google Maps, uh, when it's been moved. So, uh, it's it's very difficult. At least with ours, it's it's a lot more difficult um, to get get past that. And it'll send you an email when it's been tampered with. So if nice. if uh, anybody moves it or touches it or pushes the button or turns it off, it'll send you a notification via email. It okay. Says, hey, nice. somebody messed with me. Very nice. Now these things, like, every ten minutes, it take it sends data. Yep. So your monitors have like a cell phone basically yep. built into them. Yeah, so it, it, it's... Because uh, this is unique. No, no other monitor does this, correct. as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think there's some, some competitors that are uh, starting to get into that, but I don't think they're quite where we are yet, um, at least from what I've seen. Uh, but yeah, so it'll, it'll collect samples at a rate of 30 counts per hour, and it will average those readings and uh, upload them to the cloud every 10 minutes. Nice. Okay. So is there... So the one that happens right at 48 hours, does the inspector need to come get it? Like we do like other tests, they got to come get a, no, a schedule time to pick it up, get the data and send it to the lab or? or yeah, what? no, it, it actually just sends the report automatically. Um, you don't have to be there. You can be on a beach in the Bahamas and you'll get an email with the radon report. Nice, um, nice. So does it matter if it's a, a Saturday or Sunday? Nope, not at all. Okay. Nope, it doesn't matter what time of day, it's all automated. Good, because we'll have people schedule <clears throat> Yeah, you know, inspection and the radon, um, and then one done Friday. Forty-eight hours is done is Sunday, and there's nobody in the lab to, right. to read any of this stuff. And then sometimes sellers don't want you to come into the house on Sunday, right? Right. Where we can pick it up. So this is nice because this is automatically. This is, what what are the tests? What we put the test in, and they say the sellers have the windows open. Can we put it in like a twelve-hour delay on the test? Yeah. The the nice thing about how we have the system set up is. Uh, if, if, you know, an agent calls you and says, hey, I just wanted to say, stop by the house, notice the window's open, you can uh, change those times remotely from anywhere as well. So, oh, right. okay. so if, you know, uh, if it happens 24 hours into the test, you can move, you can go into the system and edit that time uh, to 24 hours forward, you know, so that your 48 hours starts when you know the window is closed again. Um, and then, or, well, you're going to want to delay 12 hours, obviously, you know, so 12 hours and then... Uh, 24 hours so but anyway uh, yeah so all that is automated um, and it's all done remotely so you can just basically you don't have to go back to the house you don't have to mess with the monitor um, you can just hop onto the website change the times and leave the uh, leave the 
monitor there for as long as needs to be oh, there. Thank, I know, that's, that's what we like, because then once the report's done, as soon as 48 hour hits, that report gets automatically sent to the buyer and to the buyer's agent. You can set it up that way, up. yeah, if you so choose. We're, we're definitely setting it up like that. Oh, yeah. So, and and it's, a lot, of, a lot of the people that use our device really like that feature because sometimes they just, you know, they'll watch the radon levels, they'll watch the different environmental parameters, and they know what's going on. They're, they're actively, you know, checking in on this stuff. And, you know, it just takes away that last step. So they're doing their due diligence, watching these tests, and they just send it right out to the, to the client when it's done. Yeah. You know? Now, Raynaud State requires 48 hours mm-hmm. for, for the test. Is there anything, because we're getting data every 10 minutes, is there anything that will say, hey, you know, we're 12 hours into it, or say 24 hours, we can look at it and go, all right, looks like your level is going to be high. Is there is there a program for that? Or can I some averages to figure out? Yeah, so you can actually see the average at any given point within the test uh, through the uh, the test list that you've created. So okay. if there's multiple tests, I, I know you guys have like 20 of these things. Yes. So you know, if you've got like five of them out, there'll be a, a screen that you can actually look at all the tests that you have going and it'll show the average readings for all of them. For each know, of them. For each of them. So um, you can go in there and just say, yeah, you know, we're, we're 12 hours in, 24 hours in. It looks like the current average is... 6.3, you know, um, or, you know, hey, we're at 0.3, so you're you're all right, you know, okay, we're, we're, nice, we're looking nice. pretty good. And, you know, again, you don't have to go back to the house. You don't have to hook up to a Bluetooth, you know, uh, you, you hook your phone up to it via Bluetooth, or you don't have to hook a printer up to it or anything like that. You, nice. can, you can view it all remotely. All right, very good. Yeah, because I know it's just hard to go out there and the schedule that fits. Absolutely. We have a lot of people schedule last minute, and they're 48 hours because of the delays we have to put in. It's three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Yeah, and we're not, or eleven o'clock at night. We're not going to somebody's house eleven o'clock at night right. to pick up the monitor. The lamp's closed anyway. This here totally eliminates that. Absolutely, we don't have to go back and and do all that monkey work and have it all done. So we're good, good. Well, this this is definitely the the breeze monitor is definitely the nicest one that we've seen. And yeah, we, we have like you said twenty of these things, so we'll be pumping these things out. Um, definitely appreciate the kind words there. We've worked really hard on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through the last hurdle of the state and get that all done, and yeah. and we'll be ready to ready to roll in any moment. <laughs> I know it's, it's definitely going to help efficiency, the you know time efficiency for us for the real estate agents get things done quickly because I know real estate agents says time is really important, especially the last day or so. Yeah, sometimes people tend to wait the very last minute to get things done. Um, but this will definitely help them out. Yeah, and one thing, uh, and kind of a side note here for people that are using the Breeze Monitor. Um, especially the, the multi-inspector firms, one of the things they like about it is they can go back and pull data from all of their devices and all of their tests from the entire you know, time they've been using the Breeze Monitor. Uh, so those, those, um, those tests that you would have that had uh, higher radon levels where you installed a mitigation system, you can go through the data, find those high-level uh, tests, and then schedule an appointment with them or call the customer and say, hey, by the way, um, it's two years later, you know, it's time to check your, your radon levels again, make sure your radon mitigation system's working properly and everything, and they go out and get additional business two years later. So you're oh, setting nice. up that okay. continuing that, that continued business for later. That, that's almost another misconception. People think if there's a radon monitor in there, they never have to get it tested again. Right, exactly. And that is not true. We've tested systems that look like they were working, but the radon levels were still high. Sure. Because people either the equipment just wasn't working like it should, it was undersized originally, or they remodeled their house. Yep. 
Uh, like new HVAC system, a lot of that. HVAC lot system, that. finish the basement or that installation in the attic space, kind of sealing things up, mm-hmm. air seal the house, so everything's not as air leaky. As new as windows, as well. too, can affect that as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. We had windows, so you are supposed to have, have your radon system, your house tested every two years if you have a radon monitor in there. Absolutely. They, you're going to change your house as you as you live there. Right. And improve it, hopefully. So, anything else? No, I'm just happy to happy to be on. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm glad you're here. We're, we're down here in Dallas. If you if you heard any background noise, because we're kind of we're in a hotel. But anyway, Aaron, very nice seeing yeah. you again. Good to see and you again. I will see you soon. Probably, probably yeah, soon. Yeah, soon. Get, get some monitors and do some more detail work. Cool. All right. Thank Thanks. you, everybody. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff.